Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. I'm here with Sarah Huron. Hello, hello. Travis Cronin. Hello, hello. Gwen Flamberg. Well, hello, hello. And I'm your host, Brody Brown. We're once again here to talk about all the hottest news of the week. We've got secret royal weddings, celebrities wanting to reconcile, celebrities wanting to get divorced, celebrities wanting attention, secret celebrity pregnancies, celebrity dogs dying, celebrities splitting, celebrity nose jobs, we haven't had one of those in a while, more free Britney updates, Johnny Depp's ridiculous insults, wow, what's going on, it's changing every minute update on Kim and Kanye, an empowering Hayden Panettiere update, Colton Underwood update on his love life, is he getting back together with Cassie Randolph? Sorry, no. And an exclusive chat with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star and gorgeous celeb mom and actress Carcel Beauvais. We talked about being a mom. She spilled some serious gallons of tea about the reunion. Sarah Heron, you're going <laughs> to love it. Lisa Rena, her relationship with Kyle Richards, and oh, so much more. But first, we need to set intentions for celebrities. That's where we ask celebrities to start doing things, stop doing things. Baby girl, Sarah Huron, who is your intention for this week? My celebrity intention is for Hilary Duff. I don't know if you remember, but a few months ago, we were supposed to be getting a Lizzie McGuire reboot, and it was pretty much the most important thing that's ever happened in my life. Okay. And then it was put on hold because of some creative differences and Hillary wanting Lizzie, you know, to act like a 30-year-old woman and not act like a middle school girl anymore. And it was supposed to be on Disney+, Plus, which created some issues. And she just gave an update that they are still having conversations about this Lizzie reboot a couple times a week and there are scripts being written and they're still trying to find the right home for it and what's going to happen. And I just need Hillary Duff to make sure that this happens and to keep protecting it the way she is because I know it's going to change my life to see adult Lizzie. And that's what I need. I like that, Sarah. Sarah, it's probably going to be a big weekend for you. I know National Tequila Day is on Friday. Oh, yes. That's when and- my birthday. Oh, oh, Sarah. Put her in the ring. And, you don't and- have my birthday? Oh, sorry. It's it's tattooed on my back, so I can't see it when I'm sitting here. I need to get a mirror to look at it. Um, and fr- Saturday is National Wine and Cheese Day. It's a big weekend for you, baby girl. Well, I have a lot of plans I didn't even know about. Know. Oh, my God. Did you see that um, that box with the white cheddar Cheez-Its and the house wine rosé? I need that. And if you win 25 Things You Don't Know About Me later in this podcast, which you won't, I will maybe buy you that box tomorrow when it goes on sale. Wow. <laughs> Travis, who's your intention for Travis? Um, mine is for Miss Phaedra Parks. Oh. She, you know, I just want to remind people that she's around and thriving, apparently, because she went on the Page Six podcast. Don't listen to them. We're much better. And she, they asked her about her mortuary business. And she said, oh, my gosh, it's going great. Didn't you hear about the pandemic, girl? We are booming. Unfortunately, we have been jam-packed since the pandemic started. And Oh, boy. Yep. She said that she's not seen the devastation. She says, I'm not a physician. However, I do have a mortuary. And I'll tell you this. Normally in the summer months, we're waiting for a boating accident or a motor bicycle crash. Otherwise, we're pretty empty. We are jam-packed. It's our heaviest season. And my intention, while I still want her to do really well in all of her businesses and endeavors, because I think she's amazing, is just to maybe not like talk about how you're making so much money off of death. Yikes. That is, yeah. That's that's. 
pretty uh i wish she would just come back to real houses of atlanta uh, me too she's perfect housewife she's, she's such great housewife material gwen who's your intention for my intention is for a little pop story you may have heard of brody called katie perry she does have great feet i'm not sure <laughs> if you noticed this week that she posted a photo in a crop top showing off her very heavily pregnant belly. I'd say she's got about four to six weeks left of this pregnancy. And I would like to see more crop tops. In fact, my intention for Katie is to show it all in a bikini. You know, show it loud, show it proud. Yeah, we did recently see her in the water at the beach, but she was wearing a sensible one piece. But a bikini would be a great... I need yet another cause to celebrate in quarantine. It would be amazing. And if you... Dear listeners, have not seen the photo see of Katie in the crop top, go to usmagazine.com slash stylish. Oh, I would have shot her. Pregnancy really kind of scare me, even it. though I know they shouldn't, but happy to happy for Katie. What? Okay. <laughs> I think oh, you're God. beautiful. <laughs> Come on, me too. Sarah. And her crop top said smile. She had a matching mask that said smile. It was cute. So it's promo for her song. Oh, yeah. She is releasing new music. My intention is for Amanda Bynes. Oh, thank God. As we saw, she cleared her IG, which always had very curious content that you know I'm obsessed with. Revamped, Brody. Revamped. Okay, well, she deleted all of her damn posts. And then yeah, yeah. I was like, what? Is someone about to launch a new project? And then she changed her handle to Matt Black Online Store. Ooh, la, which, la. I mean, I googled Matt Black online store and it's an affordable men's accessories site. And I'm pretty sure that's not what she wants to be driving people to. But I'm hoping there will be some sort of launch. I want to see visors from her. I want to see nameplate necklaces that say yes. like murder my vagina or like uh-huh. something that's like that's playful that like acknowledges the past and like why we love Amanda Bynes, but also make some make some coin off of it. You know what yeah, I mean? Get bring in the dancing Yes, yes, please. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I'm hopeful for. That's what I want for her. <laughs> Let's dive into some news. Let's start off with something happy, complicated, but happy. Princess Beatrice married a secret wedding. This is a secret royal wedding. We love those. She married Edouard Mapelli Mazzi at the Royal Chapel at All Saints at Royal Lodge, Windsor. The Queen was there. The Duke of Edinburgh was there and close family. And the wedding took place in accordance with all relevant government guidelines because, hello, we are still in the coronavirus pandemic. Now, Gwen, was there something notable about the tiara she was wearing in the dress? I mean, it was the most notable royal fashion ever, Brody. Yes, yes. The dress was the dress that Queen Elizabeth wore to her own wedding, and it was refashioned by Angela Kelly, the Queen's royal dressmaker. It looked fantastic on Beatrice. May Mm -hmm. I say, I think that that dress not only was prettier, but fit her better than Meghan Markle's when she read Prince Harry. It it suited her even more so than her sister, Eugenie. This dress was also very special because it had an open back, which showed her scoliosis, surgery, scars. However, that was not the only special part of the wedding. Luke, if you please, the tiara <laughs> that she chose to wear was the tiara that Queen Elizabeth wore for her coronation when she became queen. And if you guys want to know all about the history, not just of wedding dresses, but of the tiaras that Queen Elizabeth lends for weddings and such to the royal family, you know what you got to do. Yeah, and I think the queen wore the tiara on her wedding day in 1947. As well, yeah. But to me, I mean, what was more special, because she'd worn the dress for her wedding, but the crown also was worn for her coronation, which was... I'm like, is is Beatrice clearly the favorite here? Because Clearly. Clearly the favorite. I was like, what the... I think she also got a little special dispensation because she had to get married during these crazy times. And there's a little bit of controversy surrounding yes. her dad. Yeah, the queen it's a little bit. Very notably, not a fan of her mother, Fergie, mm. such as mm. York, Sarah Ferguson, who, you know, apparently the queen was not fond of any of her daughter in laws, but mostly was not fond of Fergie. So I think that she just showed her a little bit of special love. I thought it was awesome. I really loved 
the photo of Beatrice and Edo, as they call him, with the Queen and Prince Philip, who is 99 and looking fine. Oh, uh, okay. Your standards wow. are a little bit different than mine, but uh, yeah, uh, he's what? standing, you guys. <laughs> he's standing. He's okay. standing. Snap, snaps right. for someone standing. Without snaps for someone standing. You know, like let's, I mean, let's give him, let's give him some props. Okay, I think he kind of looks unwell. He may not drive a motor vehicle any longer. Doctor, oh God. did you did you say you believe he doesn't look well? Yes, I, I do not. I do not think. I don't think he looks like the epitome of young health. Well, he's ninety nine, you guys. He's looking great for 99. Do you think Beatrice was secretly happy that one, she could do her wedding this way because she didn't have to worry about her dad? And two, that Meghan Markle wasn't there to steal the thunder like she tried to do at Eugenie's wedding? Okay, rude. Um, editorializing. <laughs> but let's, let's talk about the dad for a second because a source told us exclusively that Beatrice is standing by her dad. She's mortified that his name is being dragged through the mud. The source also said that Beatrice wanted her dad at the wedding. He walked down the aisle and did a speech at the reception and that she took pictures with him, but she kept them for her personal collection because the queen and Beatrice agreed it was best not to avoid creating more of a stir by releasing those pics with her dad to the public. Makes sense. Sure does. Sure does. Yeah. Less pedophilia in the wedding is always a good luck. Yes, because as we know, just in case anyone hasn't been keeping up with things, Andrew has been involved. Allegedly, in the Ghislaine Maxwell Jeffrey Epstein scandal that has been playing out on a global scale. And we had heard previously from a source that Andrew's been incredibly nervous after Ghislaine was arrested because it scares him because of his involvement that has been reported on. Let's move on to something a little less icky and a little less regal. Kelly Clarkson is still getting a divorce. Guys, uh, there was there was a picture of her wearing a ring on her ring finger just a couple days ago when she was stepping out. And I was like, wait a minute, she wasn't wearing a ring before. Is it possible she could reconcile? And then remember she had that tweet after she won a daytime Emmy where she thanked Brandon, her estranged husband, saying, you know, thank you so much for believing me, convincing me to do the show. Well, now he has filed for divorce and he agreed to joint custody. And it seems like they're moving ahead with it, which I'm like, I don't know why I was rooting for them. I've got bigger things to root for, but I sort of thought they'd work it out. You know what's so weird, though, is their divorce filings are very standard joint legal custody. She's trying to have her their prenup enforced, all normal. But they both listed their date of separation as TBD. Yeah, that's odd. Isn't that hmm. weird? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing's weirder than Justin Hartley putting his divorce date as like months and months or like a whole summer earlier. Yeah. But no, this this is very strange. TBD. Travis, I'm sure you were delighted when Nicki Minaj finally confirmed after teasing us. Remember we were talking about the teasing and we thought she was just like stunting and trying to get her attention and trying to make us think she was pregnant. Well, lo and behold, she is pregnant. Did you scream? I did. I mean, I had a really, really good feeling she was pregnant about three months ago. Mm-hmm. But the the pictures were so beautiful. The David LaChapelle one was extra in all the right ways of Nikki as the yes. virgin mother. I thought that one was so gorgeous. The other ones were very like old school Nikki, like trying to be Harajuku a little bit, like, you know, not that cute, but fun. But the Virgin yeah. Mary was spectacular. Yeah. And a source told us Nikki's over the moon. She's wanted to become a mother for a long, long time. And now her dream is finally coming true. She feels so blessed to be pregnant. Can't wait to meet her mini me. Still, I'm not convinced her husband is the best guy, considering his past. And Speaking of pedophilia. Registered sex offender. <laughs> yes. And has... Sorry, statutory rape. Statutory rape. An assault. Yeah. But loved the pregnancy reveal. Loved that crazy bra that she was in that, that, that they made in 48 hours. that had, like, candy and baby <laughs> bottle nipples on it. That was, that was really something. Yeah, and she's wanted a baby for so long. I really am happy. I hope it, like, you know, brightens up her life. Yeah. Speaking of Katy Perry, Gwen, mm-hmm. your fave, yeah. did you guys see that report where Katy shot down the rumor that she and Orlando had asked Jennifer Aniston to be the godmother of their unborn child? Well, who believed that? That would just be silly. People definitely did. I, th- you know, you know, fan fiction writers are. But are they even <laughs> friends? Like, I can't even remember. Well, she said Orlando's one of her good friends. And she had texted with them. And honestly, Jen had just, not honestly, but Jen had just posted a picture of Orlando's missing pooch. You know, he, mm-hmm. he had shared that his dog, Mighty, had been missing. And he was really devastated. He wrote it on Instagram. And, and Jen shared the image trying to right, have they're Mighty. they're both animal lovers, but they're not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. children lovers. Let's be honest. 
Didn't they meet when Orlando was dating Selena Gomez? I was about to say that. Remember when Orlando Bloom was like out with Selena Gomez all the I'm, time? I'm pretty sure Jennifer Aniston was at the Sunset Tower with them. And I don't know if they were friends beforehand. I think they share a manager. Okay. Hollywood man. Mm-hmm. Hollywood. Okay. Well, no, speaking of that poor pop, Orlando and Katie's dog, Mighty, turned up and it was a very sad ending. He, Mighty was chipped and Orlando was begging the public to help with the search. But then he just today mourned the death of Mighty. And he said Mighty's on the other side now. There were seven days of searching from sunrise to sunset. And they found Mighty's collar. And he said, Orlando said, I've wept more this week than I thought possible. I left no stone unturned. I know. So sad. So, so bleak. And then he got the little Mighty tattoo, which I'm sure you'll be able to see in our tattoo gallery on usmagazine.com slash stylist. Yes. Oh my God. a full article describing the tattoo it's not simply in the gallery but i do direct uh, readers to go to usmagazine.com slash stylish to get uh, all of the details on orlando's new tattoo that he got from mike uh interesting news but surprising news that i don't think anyone saw coming Justin Timberlake, Jessica Biel, what's this about I a mean, secret baby this? boy? What is this? So there was a report saying they they secretly welcomed a baby boy last week. People haven't seen her in a really long time. Obviously, Justin made headlines in November when he was photographed holding hands with his Palmer co-star, Alicia Wainwright, in Where's New Orleans. Where's the Palmer trailer? There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, I think some other things are going on in Palmer's probably been delayed like everything else because of coronavirus. A real shame. But if this happened in November and Jess just gave birth last week, this means that Jessica was pregnant when the whole Palmer scandal went down. Oh, yes, it does, Brody. And that was my first thought when I read this. Yikes with a capital Y. (laughs) I mean, I'm kind of surprised these two never had a second child. So that didn't surprise me. But the timing of it all, you know. I, I want more for Mary Camden. I always say that, but you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big JT stan, so. Well, we had heard from a source and they wanted to give Silas a sibling. And Justin had said before he wants to have as many kids as they can, which sounds athletic and exhausting. <laughs> Speaking of revealing news, Danica Patrick, Aaron Rodgers, wow, really actually thought they were going to walk down the aisle at some point. I don't know why. I thought these two were going to go the distance, but... They have split. Danica's rep confirmed to us that they are no longer. There was this very strange report that said he's now with Shailene Woodley, which would be shocking. Shocking. Um, And we've not yet confirmed. But these two were together for two years. Um, Fans noticed that she had unfollowed Aaron on Instagram. So it doesn't seem like uh, they are keeping things super cordial at the moment. And she's been sharing not so cryptic posts to Instagram, which, you know, I love. I think you weren't the only one who thought maybe they were going to walk down the aisle. I think Danica may have thought so as well. Yeah, I think so too. She said, she had actually said just in August of last year, that's the intention. There's no guarantees, but that's the intention that they would walk down the aisle. And that makes it a little bit more sad and bittersweet. Uh, We should have said one. Yeah. Do do you guys have any idea who Halle Berry might be dating or who you want her to be dating? Because she teased on Instagram during a Sunday fun day. There was some man's feet next to hers, a mystery man. Light Uh, Any any thoughts who you'd want it to be? It's not Alex DeKid. She dated him before. Yeah, maybe someone just like above 21. Wait, I've got it. I've got it. How about Army Hammer? Oh, my God. That would be a really nice one. I'm really into it. I'm really into that, too. That's a great idea. Travis, do you want to tell us what happened on this day in pop culture history? Oh, my God, Brody. I really do. Please Because today in 2010 was a quote that, you know, I'm going to try to have you try to guess these. Here is my favorite tweet from 2010. The only bookings that I'm familiar with are Disney films. Never thought I'd be booking into jail. Eek. Yes, it is, Miss Lindsay Lohan. Never thought I'd be booking into jail. Eek. Just a very telling, foreshadowing tweet. And then I feel like Sarah's probably going to get this one too. But this is from 2014 from a lifestyle website, a description of it that is now defunct. Delicate fingers move across an old metal fence. A young girl clad in white walks down a dirt rope. Nope. Sunlight flaring in the lens around her. As an emotional piano concierto starts up, a voice intones. 
let's suppose you were able every night to dream any dream that you wanted. A montage of glorious thoughts of old cookbooks, pastries, and men dancing in the rain, and this celebrity, this celebrity laughing at a fabulous outdoor soiree. What the hell? What is that a description of a now defunct lifestyle site? Website? Yeah, but what's the name? Preserve. <gasps> Yes, oh, good yes, job, Sarah. Yes. Today yes. is the day, sadly, in 2014, that Preserve shut its doors forever. It can never be goop. And I just want to read a little quote that Blake Lively said after that. I've asked my assistant just to play Shake It Off on loop. It feels really good to listen to it on a loop. Oh, I like that she and Taylor are still friends. Yeah, me too. Sorry for the Preserve. <laughs> Sorry you. for this Preserve. I do not know this Preserve. I do not know this Preserve. Sarah. Now, yes. I know she's your role model in life. So if you're not going to make the podcast next week because you're going to be off getting a nose job, I want you to tell us and our listeners now. But I am sure you're still you're still processing your feelings about Gia Judice coming clean about the nose job she got at age 19 just recently. First of all, you know Melania. Melania is, is her girl, Brody. God. Not same, Gia. same in, in my eyes. They're all Judice daughters. Oh, but wow. That yes, is I, really that is so rude. <laughs> I haven't even through enough. I do love Dia, and I think she's so mature and handled everything with Joe and her parents so well. And it makes me sad that, you know, she felt like she needed to get a nose job. I thought she was beautiful before. She's me too. beautiful after. But I'm also happy for her, I guess, if it really made her that she was so insecure about it. I was shocked. Isn't that late in life to get a nose job or no? No. Why are you asking us like we would know? Well, Gwen might know because she knows the sort of stuff. I don't think it is, Brody. I think it's actually right around the time when you would get a nose job because any earlier, your cartilage is not fully formed. Right. And I know this because I fell off the monkey bars when I was six, you guys. I fully broke my nose. My mother, hashtag Audrey, who was very cool, but a denier of my broken nose. Oh, no. They couldn't do anything until my cartilage fully formed. And thank God I've got a small nose, all bite, with a small bump in it. Wow. Oh, Gwen, I thought you were about to come clean about a nose job, but you have, a beautiful, you have a beautiful nose. No, no real plastic surgery here, guys. Just a needle here, a needle there. Here, a needle there, a needle everywhere, a needle, needle. Exactly. You know what, though, I will also say about Dia is I'm really happy she didn't just pretend she had a deviated septum. And yes. she really just owned it. Like, she you go, did. girl. She did. That's New Jersey. Speaking of needles, Travis, you'll know this reference. Skinny as a needle. Britney oh. Spears. She has a big conservatorship hearing today. She right and now. her father. Yes, she and her father, as Rose told us, will be attending via video conference. Obviously, people are very curious about what is next with Britney's conservatorship as the Free Britney movement has heated up. We talked about Andrew Gallery's disclosures via TikTok mm. last week. Karen Manning, who's her former Crossroads, Crossroads co-star. Yes, she said, uh, she took to IG, she was talking about, she said, how about instead of hashtag free Britney, we say hashtag God is watching over Britney. How about let's give this wonderful woman the dignity she deserves and earned until, you know, the facts stop spe- speculating, perpetuating the father of lies. I mean, guys, we talked about it last week. The fans looking for, the quote unquote fans looking for clues saying Britney wear a yellow shirt if you need help. <laughs> Travis, did you see the crazy conspiracy where they thought that she had 911 in her eyelashes? You know, I did see that, Brody, and to say that all of these are a stretch are so ridiculous. I thought Jamie Lynn Spears's Instagram was really good. Yes. Sort of like a little bit a leave Britney alone moment yes. and if you yes. Yeah. And she I thought back, that she was, was like great. Yes. I thought it was it was really necessary. And then we've yeah. heard from we've heard from sources. Brittany is dying to go to Hawaii. No surprise. We know she loves Maui. Our source also said she is, of course, aware of the renewed attention on her and is appreciative of fans always looking out for her well-being. But there's only so much she can and wants to publicly say about her situation. Um, but she would love some me time on Maui, which, hey, stars are just like us. I mean, not to perpetuate the making fun of, but I hope in the video conference today, she wears a cute dress and does a little runway walk for them to show them how good she is. Oh, and with her makeup-free, mascara-only looks? She looked great makeup-free. She did look great makeup-free. You know what doesn't look great? The continued Amber Heard and Johnny Depp back and forth that's going on in the British courts. I mean, we talked about it last week, but it's honestly reached a new level. So Amber was saying that... Johnny would accuse her of cheating on him with Leonardo DiCaprio, who she auditioned Mm -hmm. with for a role. 
She said that he also accused her of cheating on him with each of her co-stars, movie after movie, whether it was Eddie Redmayne, James Franco, Jim Sturgis, Kevin Costner, Liam Hemsworth, Billy Bob Thornton, Channing Tatum, even female co-stars like Kelly Garner. Mm-hmm. So then, then she said he would taunt her about it, especially when he was drunk or high and had derogatory nicknames for every one of her male co-stars he considered a sexual threat. This is what she said in a statement. She said, for example, Leonardo DiCaprio was pumpkin head, Channing Tatum was potato head, mm. and Jim Turd Sturgis. Now, Johnny has continued to deny Amber's allegations against him, and he is fighting what she has said about him in court. He's still fighting the son in this very public case. Our source said Amber's doing well, trying not to let the Johnny legal drama and hate get to her. She's been surrounding herself with loved ones and close friends who she trusts and trying to do normal activities. And she's focusing on work and herself. But what, what, the, the pumpkin head, like uh, potato head? Well, now Isn't I can't it? unsee it. I looked at pictures and now I can't it's unsee it. Crazy there. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, you, you clearly have to be at least a couple of glasses of wine in to, to lose your creativity. He's read a lot. I feel like he'd have something more creative than that. that <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I, I, but anytime there's like a messy celebrity spat, when more celebs get dragged into it, it always makes for a juicier <gasps> yeah. story. Yeah, and what about Leonardo DiCaprio? I mean, he got the turd Ferguson, so I mean, I know, he needs some right? more. He could Johnny. have been more creative, yeah. Speaking of creativity, did you, did you, and Sarah, I know you saw that, that wild video that Julianne Huff did about her morning routine. Oh, I saw it. Watched it twice. It was so long, Sarah. Who was the time? Sarah, that's who. Yeah, I mean, her routine is unlike anyone else's I know. Her marital situation is, well, the on again, off again desires is relatable, but a source told us that Julian and Brooks haven't been speaking much directly to each other. They were both a bit anxious and in the past have gone back and forth in terms of the relationship. So things are always up in the air with them, but they are not back together, even though Julianne fully does want him back. What? This doesn't surprise me at all. Why not? Because I feel like this is all speculation. Julianne grew up Mormon. She was then kind of thrust into the spotlight. She got really successful and, you know, she's talking about exploring her sexuality and her her womanhood and all that stuff the last couple of years. And I think, you know, she married Brooks and she thought she was going to be happy. But then she decided that she maybe wanted something more and went full, leaned into that energy, you know, throwing her arms up in the air every morning 45 times <laughs> so before after she drinks her lemon water. And now that she's had some time alone and quiet in quarantine, she's like, oh, shit, I actually do like love Brooks. And I jumped the gun a little bit on this divorce and I can do my stretches with him sitting next to me. Yeah, it's crazy that they've only split in May. It feels well, we've like been, we've been wondering for since like last right. November. Like yeah, a year. Right, because it was during the winter that we had reported they were having major troubles and then and they, bisexual uh, thoughts. What yeah. Is, she, yeah, she had talked about that before. Well, she didn't say bisexual. She just said, I'm not straight. And then she had quarantined, it appeared, separately from him in May. Yes, they released a statement. But, you know, I'm shocked. I forget that she only turned 32 this year. That's the other part of it. She's lived so much life. They got married, obviously, when she was then, like, what, 29? But now I think she's like, oh, maybe I... I let him go too early, but that's all speculation. Well, speaking of birthdays, you know what it's time for. It's time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. This round of Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania will be refereed by Alex Trebek, who oh. turned 80 on July 22nd. Love him so much. Gwen Flamberg. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Lopez turns 51 on July 24th. Also on July 24th, Elizabeth Moss turns 38. I mean, I love Elizabeth Moss. She is a genius. There is nobody who fights harder emotionally in The Handmaid's Tale. But J-Lo is J-Lo. And come on, that 51-year-old booty could knock anybody right out. Just one little hip swing. J-Lo takes it. And then Leah Remedy would be there rooting for her to take out Scientologist Elizabeth Moss. (laughs) Yikes, there's that too. Complicated. She could be the ringside girl. Well, let's step back into the imaginary ring <laughs> to celebrate the birthdays of Bindi Irwin, Travis. She turns 22 on July 24th. Good for her. 
And in the other corner of the ring, we have Anna Paquin, who turns 38. Oh, oh my God. They're so nice. But I'm going to have to give it to Bindi. She knows wild animals. She knows survival skills. I'm seeing like a Hunger Game inspired quarrel here that doesn't have a lot of hitting. I like that. I like that. Wow. I, you know, it really actually makes me miss True Blood. That show was me too. so good. My favorite fairy, Anna Paquin. Oh, my gosh. So good. Hey. Sarah Huron, Julianne oh, Huff, yeah. as we mentioned, oh. turned 32 on July 20th, and Giselle Bunchen <laughs> turned 40 on July oh, 20th. Wow. Who wins? Oh, tough one. Well, really, Bridget Moynihan, because it's who I'm always getting justice <laughs> for. Um, but since it's not her birthday, I feel as though Julianne will channel her morning exercises <laughs> and just scare it right out of Giselle. It's all Good the lemon water. Travis, it's a three-on-one again. Please decide between the three. Oh. We've got 51-year-old Jennifer Lopez. This is no contest. 51-year-old mm-hmm. Jennifer Lopez, 22-year-old Bindi Irwin, and 32-year-old Julian Huff duking it out in the ring to celebrate their birthdays. Well, Bindi peacefully bows out because she knows where she's not needed in this boxing <laughs> ring, so she leaves. And then I think Julianne and JLo would film a TikTok of the, wow, you can really dance. Yeah, would be great because uh, Jennifer Lopez and Derek Huff did that one. It was so good. Yeah, and I think Julianne would also, after dancing a little bit, bow out as she knows she could never hold a candle to Miss Jennifer Lopez. That's true. Well played. Uh, moving on to something that's a little less uh, well played, guys. It's it's a tricky topic to talk about, but we have oh. to talk about Kanye West hitting the campaign trail. This has been a really painful confusing week for a lot of people to watch what has unfurled. I guess we'll start on Saturday when Kanye was asking fans to get him on the ballot in South Carolina and he tweeted. Then we saw that he had a rally that night and he was crying on stage. He talked about trying to convince Kim to abort North when she was pregnant with North. She said that Kim was freaking out after a doctor's appointment and Kanye thought he gave her AIDS because he was living the rapper's lifestyle. Um, he talked about Amber Rose. He to- said people told her not to date her. He was arguing with audience members. He had some very problematic things to say about Harriet Tubman. He said oh. she never actually freed the slaves. He said he would be at peace if Kim divorced him. He said his brain is too big for his skull. He said he doesn't give a fuck if he wins the election. He said he could shoot AR-15s all day without going to jail. This this was obviously really all over the place. And then he has taken to Twitter. He said that Kim was trying to fly to Wyoming with the doctor to lock him up, like on the movie Get Out, because he cried about saving his daughter's life. He said, if I get locked up like Mandela, y'all will know why. He, he shared a screenshot of a text message he sent allegedly to Chris Jenner in the midst of his Twitter firestorm that said this yay. You ready to talk now? Or are you still avoiding my calls? Source told us that the Kardashians and people close to Kanye are definitely concerned. A source also told us Kim is deeply upset with Kanye for talking about their personal life and for making matters that are very personal to them and their family public. Dave Chappelle went out to see Kanye at his ranch in Wyoming. Kanye said, thanks for coming and checking me out. A source also told us that Kim has been meeting with lawyers to explore and talk about divorce. My source told us that the couple, obviously, they've had their ups and downs in the past, but Kim's wanted to make it work. She hasn't moved forward with the divorce in the past because she's always wanted to make it work and because of their children. Now, today, Kim took to Instagram. And Sarah, what did she say in her IG stories, finally breaking her silence about the situation? Kim released a three-slide story on her Instagram, and she said, As many of you know, Kanye has bipolar disorder. Anyone who has this or has a loved one in their life who does knows how incredibly complicated and painful it is to understand. I've never spoken publicly about how this has affected us at home because I'm very protective of our children and Kanye's right to privacy when it comes to his health. But today, I feel like I should comment on it because of the stigma and misconceptions around mental health. Those that understand mental illness or even compulsive behavior know that the family is powerless unless the member is a minor. People who are unaware or far removed from this experience can be judgmental and not understand that the individual themselves have to engage in the process of getting help no matter how hard family or friends try. 
I understand Kanye's subject criticism because he's a public figure and his actions at times can cause strong opinions and emotions. He is a brilliant but complicated person who is on top of pressures of being an artist and a black man, has experienced the painful loss of his mother and has to deal with the pressure and isolation that is heightened by his bipolar disorder. Those who are close with Kanye know his heart and understand his words sometimes do not align with his intentions. Living with bipolar disorder does not diminish or invalidate his dreams and creative ideas, no matter how big or unattainable they may feel to some. This is part of his genius, and as we've all witnessed, many of his big dreams have come true. We as a society talk about giving grace to the issue of mental health as a whole. However, we also should give it to individuals who are living with it in the times when they need it the most. I kindly ask that the media and public give us the compassion and empathy that is needed to get through this. Thank you for those who have expressed concerns for Kanye's well-being, and for your understanding, with love and gratitude, Kim Kardashian West. I mean, so much to unpack here. Travis, your first thoughts. It's sad, Brody. It's really just sad. It's so hard to watch. And I want it to be like a fun, salacious celebrity gossip story that we can talk about how ridiculous he is. But it's so clearly a manic episode. And he's. it seems like a train that's gotten away from him and that nobody can control. And it's just sort of really sad to watch. It is very sad. And I think we were hesitant to really talk about his mental health, even though he's talked about it before. And he had that very public episode years ago that he talked about. Um, But Mm -hmm. I think with Kim going out there and talking about this as his wife and talking about bipolar disorder, it really clarifies a lot of things for people. It was also very interesting that on her own social media, she signed a statement with her full legal name, Kim Kardashian West. I think it really indicated that for now she's really sticking around and considers herself his wife. But here's the thing, um, Brody. I agree that stood out. But the thing is, is that 2020 time is like she's standing by him today. That could change tomorrow. We'll see. It's something yes. to watch very closely. I really feel for all of them. I think that, um, you know, a relationship that showed signs of darkness in the past. Like this is something that I, I, I do believe that the family deserves as much privacy as they can take. Kanye is certainly not making that easy for them. Right. And it's also, go ahead, Sarah. No, I was just going to say, I wonder if, since you know, we know she's been talking to lawyers, I think also probably trying to figure out some of her options. I wonder if she's worried that he's going to like go rogue and file. Because mm-hmm. he did post like some crazy tweets about how he's been trying to divorce her for two years. Then he deletes them and he's made some crazy comments about Chris Jenner. Like, I wonder if she's thinking that he might take some legal action in the state he's in. Yeah. The really strange tweets he said about Chris setting up Playboy shoots yeah. and saying his kids will never pose in Playboy. And then he tweeted, they tried to fly in with two doctors, 5150 me. I've been trying to get divorced since Kim met with Meek Mill at the Waldorf for prison reform in quotes. And I'm like, what, did he not believe it was for prison reform? Like, was he jealous? It was just, it was very strange. And I think it's really hard to say what will the next steps be? Um, How does he get re-engaged with his family and the people who are invested in his well-being? What becomes of, I mean, this is secondary importance, what becomes of this presidential campaign? What presidential Um, campaign? All of that was part of that. it's a birthday in, party. It's in the swing. Birthday party. It, it, well, how do you shield the children? I mean, I'm shocked if yeah. North doesn't even have a, an iPhone right now to be able to read this. It's just all very sad. Um, sad. Hopefully Addison Ray is keeping the kids distracted with TikTok. <laughs> so they're not I, honestly, reading Sarah, Sarah, I thought the same thing. But I was like, thank God Courtney can just take them all over to Addison Ray's house. And I'm sure all the kids are just so stoked to be there that they can sort of get hidden from them. Literally. Was I sleeping on when Courtney and Addison Ray suddenly became BFFs? Yes, oh, it happened were. overnight, Brody. So you probably were sleeping. Well, I saw a video of them jumping into a pool yesterday. Well, I think it was all comes back to Mason getting that TikTok, having yeah, his TikTok account taken out, and then being mad at his mom probably for taking away his TikTok. And then she was like, here's Addison Ray as a constellation prize. You can make TikToks with her. And then for whatever reason, Courtney and Addison, they clicked and now they're friends. And it's like Mason's just there. And she's bringing <laughs> over all of her other 15-year-old friends. Not, and they're doing I like see. the tap in sweetie dance. Yeah, she's giving her like poosh presents and <laughs> I can't get poosh enough of presents. Addison Ray. I can't get enough of Addison Ray and Courtney together. Yeah, and I was I was surprised to see, I mean, what is Courtney's life gonna stop because this is going on? I, I there is like something to be said about sensitivity. I know that just came up on Rachel Lindsay's podcast where they were saying the Kardashians look like their lives are going like normal. I know Kim's life is not going 
per normal. But, no. uh, you know, we're continuing to, there are still other things going on with Chloe has to promote that migraine medicine. Yes, but also Chloe, she's sort of gotten some hot water this week. Gwen, what happened with Christian Cowan and Chloe? So the designer Christian Cowan took to, I can't remember if it was Instagram or Twitter, guys. This is like these, the days just blend together. But he accused Chloe of selling on the Kardashian closet site in Chloe's closet a dress that he had allegedly lent to her. Now, Chloe fired back to say that he had never lent this dress to her, that the dress had been loaned to a stylist. Um, who- yeah, a source told us that the, the dress was gifted right. to Chloe by her stylist. And exactly. It was never given as a loan and that he never asked for it back from Chloe. But yeah, he was... He was pissed. He said, why are my runway samples I loaned to you being sold on your website? So, you know, this is what happens when a designer loans a runway sample to a stylist. These runway samples are extraordinarily expensive because most of the time they are one of a kind. So it's a different kind of production. And the the piece is, is worth an exorbitant amount. I'm sure it was a misunderstanding and the stylist didn't realize that she still was holding on to this dress. She gifted it to Chloe. It was probably not malicious, but wow. I mean, it really was a, a bit of a brouhaha on social media. Good for Chloe for having the receipts, you know? Yeah, guys, we've got to get through some a little more bleak news before we get back up again. Uh, Tamar Braxton was rushed to a oh. hospital last week after being found unconscious. Her boyfriend found her unresponsive at the Ritz-Carlton residences at LA Live. He, when he called 911, he said he believed she had attempted suicide after drinking and taking prescription pills. And her, her rep said she's had a very tough and emotional day. More information will be coming. She has a special coming up on WeTV. And her rep has since said that she's been transferred to another facility for further evaluation and treatment. So she's seeking mental health treatment after this recent hospitalization. We're really hoping she gets well very soon. I love tomorrow. I, it's very, very, very scary and yeah. hoping that she makes a quick recovery. Someone who has made a great recovery is Hidden Panettiere. And we talked about this a little bit last week about the steps she's taking to protect herself from Brian Hickerson. But she told us in a statement at the end of last week, I'm coming forward to the truth about what happened to me with the hope that my story will empower others in abusive relationships to get the help they need and deserve. I'm prepared to do my part to make sure this man never hurts anyone again. I'm grateful for my support system, which helped me find the courage to regain my voice in my life. Um, and this was really surprising. A source told us that he was charged in an eight count felony complaint alleging domestic violence and assault. And that Hayden had reported to the Teton County Sheriff in Wyoming, the LAPD and Santa Monica Police Department, multiple serious instances of extreme domestic violence perpetrated by him during the year and a half that they were together. And a source also told us that she has begun the process of taking her life back and that she has uh, found the strength and courage to share the truth about her abuse and her abuser and that she is recognizing that the arduous journey of healing has just begun. This is very, very scary. And also we heard that she's undergoing successful treatment for alcohol abuse issues is focused on her healing, sobriety and recovery. So it's positive for her, but very scary that she was trapped in this for so long and hopeful. We wanted her, this from her for so yes, long. Yes. It's, it's hopeful that it, that her story will inspire and really help other people. I hope so. She's a great actress. Me, I think so too. Speaking of great actresses, Megan Fox. Okay. Oh my is, God. She, is she a great actress? Jennifer's body. Jennifer's body. They okay. <laughs> she was great at playing the hot girl who was mean and Jennifer's body. And Amanda Seyfried's character being named Needy. Like, just what a great film. And yeah. Bloody Valentine. She did a terrific job acting in, in Sarah's favorite she music sure video. Did. My favorite song of the year. I have to say, I, I can't be alone in being shocked that these two are still together and now resuming filming on Midnight in the Switchgrass. What has better? What has a better hype around it? Um, Palmer because of <laughs> Justin Timberlake or Midnight Switch in the Grass, a Randall Emmett film because of Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Um, maybe the Randall Emmett film. Maybe yeah, more relevant too. right now. But I can't get over the fact that she went on Lola and Randall's podcast, and she's talking about how Machine Gun Kelly, Colson Baker, is her mm-hmm. twin flame. She was like, 
she said when she met him, she knew right away that he was what I call a twin flame. A twin flame is actually where a soul has ascended into a high enough level that it can be split into two different bodies at the same time. So we're actually two halves of the same whole, That's I think. Weird. And I said that to him almost immediately because I felt it right away. Weird? No, it's actually up <laughs> because remember Brian Austin Green talking? Wasn't he crying on the podcast where he yeah. confirmed that they split? And he said, oh, Megan, don't vilify her. She's telling me that they're just friends and I believe her. Uh, you're not just friends with your twin flame, which is stronger than a soulmate. That's bananas. I feel that badly for I him. I feel badly for him too. And it's so funny that he was on his podcast with Brian Austin Green. And then those two run Lala and Randall's podcast. Yeah. Give them Lala with Randall. Like these podcasts that are like perpetuating this relationship. It's yeah, you jerks. Just come to our podcast. Right. Brian, bring Tina Louise, your new girlfriend, <laughs> to our podcast. And we will also make space for Megan Kelly and Colson Baker. Not Megan Kelly. Kelly. Megan Kelly. <laughs> not, not, we will not make space for Megan Kelly. You for Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. We can orchestrate a dialogue between I the mean, four of them. She was like kind of alluding to them maybe having kids together and asking this psychic, or, or I think it was, uh, questions about um, <sighs> if he would ever be married and would he marry someone famous? Like, she was asking some leading questions, Megan. I think she's like a smitten kitten with her bloody valentine. I mean, I continue to live in jealousy of Megan Fox now that I have to add looking for my twin flame to my quarantine <laughs> to do this. <laughs> I haven't been able to snag or trick a quarantine bay into happening. <laughs> Um, but you know who has made it work through quarantine? Sarah, I know you are excited about this. Colton Underwood and Lucy Hale. Dude, I'm so shook. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I've been calling it a pretty little plot twist. Oh, oh I like, ooh, that, I like that. I like it. I like that too. Yeah. They were hiking together like days after Colton and Cassie were fighting on Instagram. And apparently they've been talking and we know that Lucy likes The Bachelor. So mm-hmm. not totally clear how they met. I gave a lot of hypotheses on Us Weekly's Here for the Right Reasons Bachelor podcast. Oh, Jesus. Um, but, you know, I, I was really surprised that Colton was the one to step out with someone first. I don't know why I thought it would be Cassie. Maybe that's why she was so hated. Maybe. I don't know. I, it's possible, but I, whatever happened between them, they're still so weird about how they want to keep it private, but that's only just creating more speculation. Like it was some crazy dramatic thing when I really don't think it was. So I don't know, but we'll, I, I will be fascinated to see if Colton and Lucy Hale step out together again. You know he's writing a second book. Well, he's getting additional chapters for the first book for a re-release. So okay, maybe there will that's... be a chapter on his Pretty Little Liars venture. The re-release America Demanded. Yes, um, for the first time, Colton Underwood's story. Mm-hmm. Is that hashtag spawn, Sarah? No, it's not. <laughs> I believe I, I did get the book for free, but they're not paying me, unfortunately. <laughs> well, guys, before we hop into our exclusive chat with Garcelle Bouvet, and let me tell you, she spilled some juice all over me. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to do 25 Things You Don't Know About Me. That's where I pulled Yay. an issue out of the archive. And these three, my dear listeners, these three co-hosts of mine will try to guess who we did this 25 Things You Don't Know About Me list with in February 2011. Now, listeners, you can play along and try to guess, too, as Sarah, Gwen, and Travis try to guess who we did this with at the time. Alicia Keys. Okay, sorry. Okay, hold your horses, well, my friend. Can I just say that my mom texted me that she got Jada Pickett Smith before all of us last week? Oh, no. You go, girl. Okay, shout out no- to Deb Heron. Shout out, Deb. Shout Number out. one. I'm usually catastrophic in the kitchen. Number two, but I make world-class Albanian cookies. Number three, because I'm an Albanian national treasure, along with the Belushi family and Mother Teresa. Number four, producing films and TV has given me a newfound sense of accomplishment. Number five, I'm an Archbishop Desmond Tutu fanatic. Number six, the city of Boston is like a family member. Number seven, aggressive interaction is quite comfortable for me. Number eight, I've broken my ribs, elbow, and nose. Number nine. Oh my God, Brody, I know who this is, and I know why you picked her. <gasps> How do you know? Because it is the second Yay! player, Faith Eliza Dushku. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, 
still watching Buffy and Faith just came uh, back in the middle of season four and I'm like, oh, thank bye, God. Bye, something bye. Happening. Oh, wait, yes, fun. you're right. Eliza Dushku. <laughs> when you I said love Boston, Eliza Dushku. When you when said you Boston, said, I did so much research on her Boston wedding because I was on call that weekend. So she like is Boston to me. <laughs> wow. I had no idea. I love her and I love her and bring it on. Oh, yeah. Oh, me she's, too. She's so I awful. transferred from Los Angeles. Your school has no gymnastics team. This is a last resort. It's a resort. last resort. What? I don't even know what you guys are saying, but it's Bring it on. Oh, okay. Thanks. Fine. Well, you know what it's time for. We're gonna, we are going to listen to my exclusive chat with Garcelle Beauvais from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and TV, film, and phenomenal. Producer. Producer and mm-hmm. phenomenal mom. Yeah. And so I talked to Garcelle. We talked about a lot. First, I asked her about quarantining with her twin boys. So let's hear a little bit about what she said and how she's been doing in quarantine. At first, it was really hard for me, you know, just because I'm used to going and being busy. And it's a different kind of busy now. So I once I sort of got my mindset into a place where it's like, take it one day at a time. Uh, don't plan the whole week, you know, type of thing. Because I felt like, you know, it was depressing. And what do I do? And But now I'm in a good rhythm. I started my podcast, which is giving me lots of things to do, which has been really fun. And just, you know, trying to keep the boys off video games for 30 hours, you know, <laughs> a stretch. <laughs> I'm like, come here. Now, now I'm like, you can't eat in your room. They're like, why? Because I'm like, otherwise I'll never see you. Well, you've been spending more time at home. So how has that affected your own self-care routine? You know, it's it's helped in a way of definitely, you know, I'm taking more baths. I'm just doing more self-care, taking care of my skin. But because of the heat, because of stress, you know, I have eczema. So that's the big deal for me to, you know, maintaining it and making sure I have things to, you know, soothe it when I have a flare up. All those kinds of things. And then, you know, regular, like cooking and cleaning and if a friend says, let's meet somewhere, I'm like, are we eating? It has to be outside. You got to wear a mask. Now you got to match your mask to your outfit. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Look at you. You're such a pro, like matching your mask. I think, the amateur, you know, in the beginning, we're all like, oh, let me just like, grab a mask, mask the door. You're like, right. wait a minute. This, this can be part of a cohesive look. Listen, I'm single. I got to look cute. I got to look coordinated. <laughs> Ah, well, that, I, that was one of my questions. You know, part of self-care, I was like, do you have time to date during the pandemic? No. Or no. No, and I'm really sad about it. Um, I wish I had a quarantine bay. I, um, it's Me hard. Too. I mean, it's hard. How do you meet someone new? How do you, you know, you put a COVID test, take a yeah. temperature? I mean, it's, a, it's so weird. I think we're all going to have to figure out what it looks like once you know, we really can go out to some sort of normalcy. Yeah, you're like, I can focus on some other things right now. Yeah, exactly. Which has been really, which has been really good too. I mean, I think in terms of reflecting and figuring out moving forward, you know, which way I want to move. I think, you know, those are times for us to stand still and not to get heavy. But I feel like because of COVID, because of quarantine, we got to see the George Floyd horrific scene that now is making a movement, you know, towards Black lives really being mattering, you know, matter. And I think, you know, it took something as drastic as that for us to stay still and pay attention. Because otherwise, when we have so much going on, we're distracted by so much. We may not have had the same compassion or outrage. I, th- I think it's the silver lining. It almost had to happen. Yeah. You know? Is, yeah. I think, you know, that, that's accurate. It's, it's interesting. But I also, you know, you're, you're dealing with two young kids at home. You've got twins. So I mm-hmm. imagine you're probably having the tough time of navigating, talking to them about both of these things. One, two, getting them to be patient through quarantine, but also navigating a more stressful than usual sort of landscape when it comes to politics and news headlines. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's absolutely both. It's uh, not only, you know, trying to keep them engaged in life other than video games to a certain point and knowing what's going on. But we've always talked about race, you know, since they were three years old. And, you know, I didn't want anybody to put any negative connotation on the fact that I'm black, their dad is white. So we talked about race early, which is one of the reasons why I wrote my children's book. It was just getting ahead of it and putting a a positive spin on it before somebody else said something to them when they were three. You know, it's that it's trying not to scare them, but at the same time, giving them enough information so they're aware of what's going on. I think... Again, I've said it like a million times, but I think she's <laughs> such a great mom. And I think she's such a inspiration for other parents 
trying to navigate those difficult conversations with their kids. Tricky, tricky conversations. We talked a little bit about it with Munyata Shah last week too and how tough that can be. But also good insight and definitely a good point about how there's this new opportunity, even superficially with our clothes, we have to match our mask to our outfit. Sarah, are you giving me the cohesive look matching your mask to your outfit? I don't feel like that's your... You know, your struggle in the morning. I need more masks, but I do have one mask that quotes Real Housewives of New York City that says, yeah, I'm social distancing, Luann. So that's my oh. go-to these days, but I it's like black. That. goes with everything. I like that. Well, uh, to get a little bit more into Garcelle's chat with us, she did say, of course, we talked about the housewives. She said she's happy with how the season's gone so far. She thought everyone, Sarah, you won't be surprised by this. She thought everyone was focused on Denise this season. And then we talked about the reunion. Let's take a listen. You think you'll go back for another season? I'm weighing it out. I, I kept on saying, let me get through the reunion. I got through the reunion. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was... Oh, God. It took me two days to shake that damn day. Um, <laughs> wait, come on. Describe the reunion. Why, why, why was it so hard? It's just intense. It's intense, and you know why you're there, and everything's being brought up, and, you know, things that you may have forgotten, or, you know, things like that, and everybody's on high alert. It was like code orange. It's a long day. It's a 13-hour day, and obviously we did it virtually, so that adds another thing to it. But it was just heated. It was a lot. And like I, you know, this was my first one, so I didn't know what to expect other than, you know, it's different watching it at home and you're eating snacks and watching it and you're not involved to being, you know, in it. Yeah. Well, it was so interesting to see hear what everyone said or posted about at the reunion because when or unfollowed. Or unfollowed. Uh, I mean, you literally wish Lisa Rinna happy birthday on Instagram on the 11th and then unfollowed her. You know, shit happens. Things go down. (laughs) (laughs) Something must have really gone down to to cause, I mean, something as significant as an unfollow. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but, you know, we saw Rena after the reunion said it was BS. So right. I, yeah. I assume that's not a stance you would share. No, it wasn't. No, when, you know, everybody has their own table. That's not the stance I would share, but she has a reason why she felt that way. Do you think she was too hard on Denise this season, watching the season back? Absolutely. Absolutely. Without question. Yeah. Without question. Can you- can you say if your friendship with her is over? Um, no, I wouldn't say it's over. Yeah. But I can't say, you know, we're not going to have any sleepovers anytime soon. Okay, that final note about Rinna was terrific, poignant, and savage. But just wait till what she says about her relationship with Kyle. Before the reunion going into it, you said that you and Kyle weren't speaking. Do you think you two can eventually have a friendship? Like a real friendship? Like not a pretend friendship? Yeah. Okay. No. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We're in Hollywood. We know how to do that. Um, Ooh, that sounds, you sound not convinced. <laughs> do, you, do you think it's just an issue on her end of still not being interested in getting to know you? No, I think it's, you know, I think we got off on the wrong foot. I think she misunderstood what I was saying and I think she ran with it. I think, yeah, could we have a friendship somewhere down the line? Absolutely. Okay, that's kind of optimistic. Yeah, and I'll probably be engaged to Brad Pitt next month, too. Okay, and before we hopped off the phone, one final detail about the reunion, because, of course, I was curious, since they're doing it virtually, was anyone able to walk off? And she talked about that. And then, Travis, you had a great question you wanted me to ask her, where she, um, I asked her if she would have any of the her co-stars from the show appear in a movie project. The beauty of everyone being on set for a reunion is that someone can storm off to really prove a point. Were you mm-hmm. tempted at any point during filming the virtual reunion to exit the screen? Yeah, and just because I had had enough, but not because, you know, anybody was, it was not, just because I needed a break. But no, no one stormed off. It was, well, no, I shouldn't say that. No, no one stormed off. That's all I can say. Okay, no, I appreciate that. <laughs> this season, we saw you talking about movie projects. What's the status? of that well we were going into pre-production prior to quarantines so now we're trying to figure it out it's a psychological thriller it has a lot of sex in it so we have to figure out 
how do we shoot that? Where do we shoot that? So that's where we're at right now with that, with that particular project. Would you cast any of your Housewives co-stars in that project or in any project? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) I thought about it. I'm like, no. Well, I first love Garcelle because she's so effortlessly fabulous. Like when she's talking about quarantining and like her mask, She's so like practical, amazing mother first. And then sort of like the fabulousness is just sort of built into her. She's not like a try hard with it. And I just, I think it's so easy listening to her speak. And everything she said about the reunion was amazing. But I need more information about what Denise and Rena were doing. I know. I also really need to see the Brandy segment of it when she films that thing with Andy. I, I'm so mm-hmm. bummed that she won't be there for this reunion. I'm so excited. And one of my favorite things about this season of Beverly Hills and like Garcelle, we were talking about like whose side is everybody on, who's aligned with who is I don't know who to believe. I don't know whose team I'm on. I I kind of like them all individually, but they're obviously clashing. So it's a fun season of housewives because it's not so cut and dry of who's right and who's wrong and who's telling the truth and who's not, and who's going to stay friends. And there's a real scandal now instead of puppy gate. Yes. (laughs) Yes. yes. Well, thank you to Garcelle and thank you to you, sir. Lotion that brought her to us. Thank you, Caroline. Yes, thank you. Well, that's it for today. And thank you for joining our Hot Hollywood podcast this week. We hope that you join us again next week because we hope you are enjoying your time with us and maybe even learning something from it because we do try to deliver the hottest, most relevant news to you each week. Please share, like, subscribe, tell a friend about this weekly news podcast, and please tell us. Find us on social media. And let us know your thoughts, what you want to hear more of, or maybe who you want to hear from. Otherwise, we hope you join us next week again on Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. So long and farewell until next week. Stay gorgeous. 